Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to The Jerick Show. And today is a very special occasion because Eric is off on holiday. Well, hey, happy times. So um, the show still must go on. So let's dive straight into it. Helsinki police probe a 200,000 euro uh, phishing scam in Posty's name. And what's interesting about this is that they're really using a lot of smishing or SMS-based phishing or text-based uh, scams uh, to uh, hook in uh, their victims. Uh, the most recent scam came to light. Um, let's see what, what they're talking about. Uh, the scam involved sending victim text messages purportedly from Posty, notifying them that a package addressed to them had been sent to the nearest pickup point. It provided a link that directed them to a phishing site, which then asked them to identify or verify their identity using their online banking codes. And this is really, really bad um, in in a few ways. Obviously, the, the, the victims of the crime, for them, it's it's bad. But it just shows how... These criminals are getting very sophisticated in moving to uh, text-based or SMS-based attacks because these are really effective. People are less suspecting of a phishing link that comes through on a text message. Uh, from a corporate perspective, it's far more difficult to put in place any kind of technical controls around it. With your email, you can put in a mail gateway, you can do, do all sorts of other things. But with a SMS based thing that comes through on your phone, which might also be your personal phone or your corporate phone or, or, or a mixture, um, you know, th there's fewer technical controls you can put in place. Uh, people are less likely to suspect it. They've, they've got less tools that they just, they can't hold their mouse over the link and, you know, see where it's going or they might not pay attention to it, uh, which makes it far more successful. And the, the, the worrying thing here is that you know, we might see more and more criminals just adopt this as a tactic as um, people become more wary of phishing emails. Uh, not that that slowed them down in any way, but um, you can also see this being a layered attack that goes, um, you know, so you send an email and then you follow it up with a text message saying, hey, did you see my email? Oh, here's a link in case you didn't see that. And then that could evolve even further into a, a voice-based attack as well, because as we tighten down um sorry that's my phone going off as we tighten down uh, one aspect of of of, of, of an attack avenue as we tighten it down um they'll they'll switch switch over to others uh so that was that piece and the other one is a meow a bot um so so this is an interesting one and it's it's interesting because you know how almost every week there's a case of half a dozen instances where um, someone's left their cloud database publicly exposed. So every every week you, you can pick it up and say like S3 buckets, Mongo database, whatever it is, they they leave it publicly exposed. It should be private, but they leave it exposed, uh, and as a result, then you know potentially millions of records. Get, get breached every week. Um, well, it might be a breach, it might not be. The fact is they were exposed and no one can tell you either way because no one was looking at the logs or if they had logs, logging turned on. Um, a number of researchers have been trying to independently go and search for these exposed databases and then try to ascertain who owns the database 
get in touch with them and say, hey, organization or individual or country even, uh, government, you've left this millions of records exposed, you might want to consider turning this private. In some cases, they're, they're very good. They say, thank you very much, make it private. In other cases, there's no response. The emails go into a black hole. And in other cases, um, you know, rare cases, they might even turn around and try to sue the researcher that's tried to help them. So it looks like someone's gone all oh, Charles Bronson on them, death wish. Um, and uh, they've, um, they've, they've gone full vigilante. And they, 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 what they're trying to do is, well, not trying, what, what the Meow bot is, is it goes through, it finds these exposed databases and it destroys all the data within it. It just overwrites it with numbers and then adds the word Meow at, at the end of it. Um, so um, that's what they go ahead and do. And it, it's completely gray hat. It, it's black maybe, I don't know. Um, it's 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 not something that you can justify or it's not something I condone. Let's put it that way. But at the same time, you can understand the frustrations that a lot of people have been feeling with breach after breach after breach and the feeling that the wheels move too slowly to make things happen. So they went full on vigilante and they're like, OK, if I see an exposed one, I'm just going to wipe out their data, which is harsh. But um, what do you think? Do you think that's a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? Do you understand it? Would you do it? Uh, would you like someone to do that to your data if you left it exposed? Of course not. But, you know, if, if, you know, if, if there's companies that should know better, they should be acting better. Surely this is something that, you know, a lot of the cloud companies are trying to help their consumers in, in, in tie it down and yet they still make these mistakes. Um, so what do you think? Um, is there an easy way to go around it? Is there a way to fix this? Um, Comment below. Also comment whether you prefer these without Eric. I know I enjoying this far more without Eric, without having to entertain him and his um, boring voice. But anyway, uh, until then, uh, short, quick update. Stay secure, my friends, and we shall see you hopefully in the regular schedule, regular format next week. Bye.